Good morning, friends, and welcome to worship as beloved people of God. This is Palm Sunday, also known as Passion Sunday. And on this day, the followers of Jesus throughout the world begin the great and holy week that culminates in the central mystery of our faith, the death by Facebook Live, by phone-in, and by Friday at 7 p.m. Please join us by drive-in and radio broadcast here at the church or by Facebook Live, phone-in, or streaming. On Easter Sunday, April 4th, we have two worship opportunities, one at 9 o'clock. Easter Sunday special worship will be a parking lot drive-in radio worship with communion. Also, our regular 10 o'clock worship will be done by Facebook Live, phone-in, and streaming. And you can also join us in the parking lot at that time as well. We will have the drive-in broadcast also going and the radio broadcast at that time. So either 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock next Sunday, Easter Sunday, as we celebrate the resurrection. This Sunday, Passion Palm Sunday, we remember that we are baptized into the death and resurrection of Christ. As we begin this great week and the journey to the cross and beyond to the empty tomb, as we journey on Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday to the Lord's Supper, and then to Golgotha, and then to the empty tomb on Easter, we reflect on how Christ emptied himself in death so that we might know God's mercy and love for us and for all people. In our worship today, we wait upon the Lord Jesus Christ to make his loving promises to us come to fulfillment, trusting in Jesus to renew us in our worship and prayer today. I invite you to join now in confessing your sin and hearing the promise of God's forgiveness. We gather in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. As a call and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. On this Palm Sunday, we enter the great week, which brings us to the central mystery of our faith. Christ emptied himself in suffering and death for us, 
so that we might know God's mercy and love for all creation. As Jesus entered Jerusalem to the shouts of people waving palm branches, so on this beginning of Holy Week, we speak the same words. Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Let us pray. Mercifully assist us, O Lord God of our salvation, that we may enter with joy upon the contemplation of those mighty acts whereby you have given us life everlasting. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. We hear the processional gospel from Mark. When they were approaching Jerusalem at Bethphage and Bethany near the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it. If anyone says to you, Why are you doing this? Just say this. The Lord needs it, and will send it back here immediately. They went away and found a colt tied near a door, outside in the street. As they were untying it, some of the bystanders said to them, What are you doing, untying the colt? They said to them what Jesus had said, and they allowed them to take it. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it, and he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut in the fields. Then those who went ahead and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Then he entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. When he had looked around at everything, as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Let us pray. Everlasting God, in your endless love for the human race, you sent our Lord Jesus Christ to take on our nature and to suffer death on the cross. In your mercy, enable us to share in his obedience to your will and in the glorious victory of his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our first scripture reading from Isaiah. The Lord God has given me the tongue of a teacher, that I may know how to sustain the weary with a word. Morning by morning he wakens, wakens my ear to listen as those who are taught. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious. I did not turn backward. I gave my back to those who struck me, and my cheeks to those who pulled out the beard. I did not hide my face from insult and spitting. The Lord God helps me. 
Therefore, I have not been disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like flint, and I know I shall not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who will contend with me? Let us stand up together. Who are my adversaries? Let them confront me. It is the Lord God who helps me. Who will declare me guilty? Here ends the reading. Our second reading from Philippians. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave. Being born in human likeness and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Here ends the reading. In our gospel for today, a portion of the Passion of Our Lord Jesus Christ, from Mark, the 14th chapter. They went to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. He took with him Peter and James and John and began to be distressed and agitated. He said to them, I am deeply grieved even to death. Remain here and keep awake. And going a little farther, he threw himself on the ground and prayed that, if possible, the hour might pass from him. He said, Abba, Father, for all, for you all things are possible. Remove this cup from me. Yet, not what I want, but what you want. He came and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Could you not keep awake one hour? Keep awake and pray that you may not come into the time of trial. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And again he went away and prayed, saying the same words. And once more he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy, and they did not know what to say to him. He came a third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? Enough. The hour has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up. Let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus is distressed, agitated, deeply grieved, wrestling with his Heavenly Father in prayer. That if possible, if there is some way, if there is some way out of the suffering and death that is before him. And meanwhile, as Jesus is in anguish, Wrestling in prayer, 
the disciples who are with him, Peter, James, and John, fall asleep. These are the same three disciples who were wide awake witnesses of the transfiguration when they had been on the mountaintop and had a glimpse of Jesus' anticipated glory. Wide awake. And now at witnessing the agony of Jesus' passion, the anticipation of this suffering, they were repeatedly falling asleep. Jesus' prayer is fully human, a genuine wrestling with God's will, seeking God's will. As we think about that in our own lives, we know that seeking God's will is certainly authentic prayer life. That's never easy, that kind of wrestling. When we are engaged with God, trying to discern what God's will is, how God is present in the midst of this time, it can keep us agonizingly awake. William Barclay, in his book, A Guide to Daily Prayer, writes, Prayer is not flight. It does not deliver us from some terrible situation. Prayer enables us to face the situation. So often people pray to be delivered from a problem, to be rescued from a situation, to be saved from a disaster, to be spared of sorrow, to be healed from a sickness, to be freed from a mental or physical agony. And sometimes it is true that deliverance comes, but far more often the answer is that we are given strength, which is not our own strength, to go through it and to come out of it on the other side. Not simply as a survivor, but with a faith that is strengthened and deepened and a mind and a life and a character which are purified and ennobled. Prayer does not provide a means of running away from the human situation. Prayer provides a way of meeting the human situation. Words of William Barclay. It is in prayer that Jesus accepts God's will and what will that will mean for him? His own complete surrender as he prays to his heavenly Father. Not what I want, but what you want, Father. Out of this time, agonizing in prayer, Jesus was ready then for the confrontation that was to come with the darkness, with sin, with death, all that he would bring upon himself, that he willingly chose to bring upon himself, following his Father's will. Jesus' prayer brings him to this readiness for self-giving, for self-offering, the gift of himself, for the life of the world, for the life of you and me. Just as prayer and doing God's will can be connected 
in Jesus' life as we hear this scripture, so it is true for our lives as well. As we heard in the letter to the Philippians, let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who emptied himself, taking the form of a slave. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. Jesus' mind was focused on our need, the need for our world, for restoration, for forgiveness, for salvation. There is one other thing that strikes me about Jesus' prayer there in the garden. Jesus' prayer is full of faith and hope, even in the agony. Jesus never stops depending on his heavenly Father, even when the cup of suffering is not removed from him. Jesus' prayer makes me reflect on my own prayer life and the times when it is hard to hang on to God and trust. Even times when I feel discouraged and don't want to wrestle with God. These are times when it's hard to hang on and trust. Sometimes when our own son was most trapped and tormented by the disease that took his life three years ago. When I was powerless to help my son, it was in those times of powerlessness when I didn't have any ability to change the progression of the disease when I became the most impatient, the most discouraged, when hope seemed like it was just slipping away, when faith was elusive. How is it for you? When is it hard for you to hang on to God and trust when is it hard for you to say, not my will, but your will, Heavenly Father? Are there ever times when you feel like giving up? Giving up wrestling with God in prayer? Henry Nouwen, in his book, With Open Hands, writes about the difference between the prayer of little faith and the prayer of faith filled with hope. The prayer of little faith is filled with wishes which beg for immediate fulfillment. Kind of a Santa Claus naivete which wants to satisfy specific desires. When you don't get what you want, there is disappointment. Bitterness, even. If you pray like the person of little faith for health or success, you get so set on that concrete request you feel left out in the cold when what is expected does not arrive. 
because the person of little faith is so eager to arrange for their own future, they close, close themselves off from what in fact might be coming. There is no patience, no trust in the unseen situations which God has in store for the future. And therefore, when the person of little faith prays, it is a prayer without hope. Now, the person with hope is different. They do not get tangled up with the concerns for how their own wishes will be fulfilled. So, too, their prayer is not directed toward what they want, but toward the one who gives it. Hope includes an openness by which you wait for God to make God's loving promises come true even though you never know when or where or how this might happen. Jesus' prayer was focused on his heavenly Father. The wording of the prayer, the address is to Abba, which is that intimate daddy, That kind of close father, personal prayer, even in his agony and suffering in the garden, even as he was about to be betrayed, Abba. And so we ask ourselves today, what am I longing for? What am I praying for? Maybe it's something for which patience has worn thin. Can I direct my prayer for this longing toward Abba, Daddy, Heavenly Father? Can you direct your prayer to this one who gave his only begotten Son, Jesus, for you? Because he loves you, loves you with an everlasting love. God wants to know what you are longing for. God wants to know what I'm longing for. And so we are invited today by the Holy Spirit to express that longing with faith, filled with hope in the God who loves you and me. Thanks be to God. Amen. We confess our faith today in the words of the Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, 
the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray now for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus, for all people according to their needs. Lord Jesus, as you prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, a prayer filled with hope, mercifully hear our prayers today, the prayers of your people. Uphold us in hope. And we pause now for silent prayer to bring before you what is on our hearts and minds. Hear us, Lord. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God, our healer and refuge, we pray for all who suffer from gun violence, especially in communities of Boulder, Colorado, Atlanta, Georgia, Virginia Beach, with your mercy, bind up their wounds, heal their hearts, comfort the mourners, and embrace those traumatized and fearful. With your Spirit's power, work through us to change what is broken in our world. Use us as agents of restoration and renewed community that all people might live in harmony and peace. We know that because of Jesus, there is no place of hurt and sorrow that you are not already present to bring comfort and peace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And we pray for peace throughout the world, especially for the people of Myanmar. We pray for an end to terrorism, any kind of religious persecution, we pray for all elected leaders. They will serve the common good. May those with power be led to use their power in just and humanitarian ways. Be with those who serve in the military, that their service might protect and foster peace among people and nations. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord Jesus, you joined all of humanity in suffering and death. Reveal to all people the depth of your love shown on the cross. By the power of your Holy Spirit, work through us, the members of United Lutheran Church, to demonstrate your compassion and care. Guide the call process of our call committee as we seek to discern who you are calling to be the next pastor for our congregation. Help us to listen for your leading and your will and give us the blessing of your light that we might see what you have in mind. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Come to our aid, O God, as COVID-19 continues to spread. Heal those who are sick. Protect families and friends from being infected. Support health care workers. Give continuing success to the distribution of vaccines. And we pray today for all who suffer in body, mind, or spirit, especially those from our own community. Colleen, Dale, Lucille, Terry, Brett, Ruth, Leroy, Larry, Perry, Sally, Bud, Gary, Adele, 
John Croy. Grant them your healing grace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Risen Lord Jesus Christ, you went ahead of us into the grave and defeated the powers of sin and death and the evil one. We remember those who have died, especially those most dear to us, who we name before you today. Inspire us to live our lives in resurrection hope. And of that day, we will be reunited with those who have gone before us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands now, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We give thanks for all of God's gifts today, especially the gift of his Son, Jesus Christ, for our salvation. Thank you for the gifts that you share with United Lutheran Church and the mission of our congregation that Christ's goodness and mercy and love might be known in this community and beyond. God bless you and your stewardship. Let us pray. Blessed are you, O God, maker of all things. Through your goodness, you have blessed us with abundant gifts, ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Use us in our offerings given in thanksgiving to you to serve you in this world as a sign of your merciful love and grace through the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Christ is with you. Thanks be to God. And for those of you who are here today in the parking lot for our drive-in radio broadcast, we do have extra palm branches if you would like to take with you to someone you know or someone who might be shut in or unable to be with us in person today. Please uh, let Karen know. I think she is probably there and can get those palm branches for you. So God bless you on your day and this holy week.